You are listening to Concert Blast. Here are some clips from this show of Concert Blast. And you are a councilman. Tell us what you said that you were going to do to get elected. Actually, one of the platforms that I ran on is that I would bring classic rock and roll groups back to Freeman Lake Park if they would vote for me. Just to, to put it in a capsule is that greed and ego are what caused the breakup of the guess who. And that's not uncommon in many bands. That's pretty much the norm, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Everybody, I'm a little bit better than It's a shame, and I should get paid more. Well, it's just some guy shooting a gun on Sunshine. You were leaving a club in L.A. or something? Yeah, I never even saw the guy or anything. It's just all of a sudden, ouch, you know, what was that? And fortunately, I was very, very, very fortunate because I could have been killed or something. Hi, this is Bruce Kulig, and you're listening to Concert Blast. They're the best. Hi, this is Gary Peterson of the Guess Who, and you're listening to Concert Blast with hosts Mike, Brian, Tom, and James. Rock on. American woman, stay away from me. American woman, mama, let me be. Welcome to Concert Blast. This is Mike Arnold along with James Downing and Brian Hasbrook. We're here in Elizabethtown, Kentucky at the Grand Funk Railroad slash Guess Who concert. Tonight we're going to have two different shows. We're going to have one show for interviews and one show for the concert reviews. So we're going to start off with our interview show. We're also going to talk to the guy who's actually in charge of all this thing, Kenny Lewis, a councilman who won his council seat. By saying he was going to bring classic rock to the venue here on the lake at Freeman the, Lake Park. And one of the best dang auctioneers in this part of the state. Oh, yeah. Let's start off, actually, with his with his interview with us. Uh, here's Kenny Lewis. We're out here in the park. Now, what's the name of this park again? This is beautiful Freeman Lake Park in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. And who are we talking with? It's Kenny Lewis, uh, Elizabethtown City Councilman and uh, auctioneer. And the man in charge of the <laughs> Grand Funk Railroad slash Guess Who concert tonight. And somebody that would be a perfect DJ for any AM radio station you have out there. <laughs> <laughs> People keep telling me I've got a radio face. I don't know what they mean by that, but... Uh, We've been told that we've been interviewed on the radio. I don't know. We have a face for radio. Now, tell me what you do now. Give an example of what you do now. At 25, i sold them right out there. $45. That's fun. Well, you know, most auctioneers previously, you know what most of them did in their previous life, don't you? What? The Big 1080 WKLO gives a call now, 589-4800. We're going to get your request on right now. We're out here at the lake, and we're sending it out to the guys from Concert Blast. It's a shy lights in. Have you seen her? <laughs> right now, we've got a helicopter flying over Freeman Lake Park. Everything's looking good right over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're coming back to our studios now. Brian, can you uh, talk to him? You want Bri uh, Brian? I okay. Well, I'll tell you what. How long has this series been going on out at this beautiful lake? Well, actually, uh, back in the 90s, we had... Uh, several concerts at the park and it was strictly country music then we started three years ago this is our fourth year with classic rock so uh fourth year of good old classic rock and roll 
And who have you had out here? Three years ago, we had Three Dog Night. Then right after that, we had REO Speedwagon and Atlanta Rhythm Section. Last year, we had Credence Clearwater Revisited and Fog Hat. And this year, we're with uh, Grand Funk Railroad and the Guess Who. Yes, sir. And that's what brought us out here to Elizabethtown, Kentucky. And you are a councilman. Tell us what you said that you were going to do to get elected. Actually, one of the platforms that I ran on is that I would bring classic rock and roll groups back to Freeman Lake Park if they would vote for me. And uh, I think I was like the third top vote getter. So oh, out of man. six, the top six gets elected. So I was Does that show how the split of the age group in the area right around here everybody's a baby boomer man yep. and the yep. other ones to get out and vote there now that's, that's right. the stuff to promise that's right that's right i don't that's, see that's i don't promise higher taxes or lower taxes i promise classic rock there, and roll there you go what the people want leave the taxes alone that's let right. them fight about that's that. right who decides who's going to be playing out here every year well we have a concert committee uh that i'm the chair and uh concert committee gets together in november uh that's i think when most of the groups give their schedule out of uh, who's touring and cost and things like that so we get together in november and decide narrow it down to about three groups that we would like to have and then uh we get a hold of a promoter and see if the logistics will work if they're going to be in this area because we always try to have it the same time every year mm-hmm. right around uh fourth of july Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be in this area, one of the three groups, and that's who we uh, that's who we go with. So you have two acts tonight, right. On this show, and then at the end, is, there's fireworks. I have a big fireworks display with Zambelli, uh, who does the uh, Thunder Over Louisville. Same group. That, it's not going to be oh. that big, yeah, but it's the same group. Uh, Zambelli uh, Fireworks that does the Thunder Over Louisville will be here tonight doing a big fireworks display. And and so, what is your job for this series, for this concert? Uh, now that you're here, what do you do today? Well, actually, I'm here today to make sure that everything falls into place. Uh, I, I'm here to be tugged on in every direction. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time somebody yelled Kenny, then uh, then I would be a millionaire. So that's my job, is to make sure everything falls into place. What website is all this information about this beautiful park and the concert on well you can all you can always go to www.touretown.com that's the tourism web website or you can go to city of elizabethtown.com and uh, uh, get some other information but uh, touretown.com is is probably the best one to get the information of what's going on here and there's some big pictures of you right on right on the front probably page, right? not too many pictures of me <laughs> but it'll, it'll have everything uh, just to give you an example last week on Friday night, we had Chubby Checker here down at the State Theater uh, here, here in Elizabethtown. Uh, Saturday, we had an up-and-coming country music star, Clay Underwood, also played there. Then we had the wakeboard tournament out here in Freeman Lake Park last weekend, which is touring uh, United States. So, you know, it's been a busy uh, summer so far for us here in E-Town. Which generates a lot of uh, money and revenue for the businesses, which generates a lot of tax money for you guys. Exactly, exactly. Okay, you have sponsors, too, for this show. Sure we do. We, and uh, so if everybody pitching in with all the sponsorship, that helps take care of the bills. Big, huh? big community involvement here uh, the community really gets behind uh, and supports everything that we do uh, but it's a quality of life issue too i mean we're doing this uh, for the citizens we're not here to make money at this concert mm-hmm. we're here to uh, provide entertainment for the community well, you, you were talking earlier where you look at several bands before you approach at least one of them if not all of them to see who you want to actually bring mm-hmm. in do you ever look at maybe bringing everyone that you've talked about it and uh, expanding your series out here or? Well, you're talking about like a big Woodstock? No, uh, here no, Lake, several days, several, several like days. several weekends oh, okay. uh, throughout the month you know, summer months. We, we've talked about that, but you've got, you've got to crawl before you walk. So, okay. uh, you yeah. know, we're, we're making baby steps here, and, you know, we're looking at uh, maybe next year going to two a year, 
and then uh, hopefully, you know, that'll continue. That'll just continue to grow. Trying to get all your controls in place, get it laid out so everything runs beautifully smooth. We learn every year something uh, that we need to be doing. By then, we'll be we'll have everything down pat. Yeah, these shows are all alcohol free. Is is that a challenge to control sometimes? We, we have not had anybody getting out of control or anything like that. You know, to be quite honest with you, we could probably generate more money if we did sell alcohol. But fortunately, or unfortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, public uh, here in this area has voted against alcohol uh, sales, so you, we're moist here. Mm-hmm. You can buy it in restaurants, uh, but you, we don't have liquor stores or anything like that, so mm. you can't have it out here at a, at a city-owned facility. So okay, James, uh, you can't get any later on, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> Let's go home now. Yeah, yeah. Or you can't drink either, so. James, anything? Just looking forward to the show tonight. It's a nice park, and I like it, the lake behind the stage. And Just looking forward to a good night of music. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're right. It's a beautiful facility. I mean, it. Uh, wait till it, it gets dark out here tonight and uh, just watch the crowd. People are buzzing in this town about these concerts. Good. They love it. They actually love it. And thank you guys for coming here and, oh, uh, yes. and supporting this. Yes. We appreciate you guys letting us in your park. Some people won't let us inside their rooms. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know the feeling. <laughs> well, Kenny, yeah. nice yeah. talk. Talking to you, and, and we're looking forward to, the, like James said, to the show tonight. And I invite everybody to look at uh, the website. Again, push the website. It's www.touretown.com. Well, how about that? And behind the phone. No, you know, I, you know, do you want to end it for you? Yeah. And that's all, folks. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny. You're welcome. Hey, Kenny's fun, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was. <laughs> he was even more fun at- even after we started stop recording, uh-huh. we he, just started talking to the guy, and he just started telling us all these stories. We just stop, stop, stop. <laughs> we got to record this, <laughs> and it was just a lot of fun. Also coming up, we have Gary Peterson, the drummer and one of the founding members of the Guess Who. We were sitting there talking to Gary Peterson, a founding member of the Guess Who, forty-eight years. That's right, with the band. 48 years, started off when he was three or four. Yeah, three or four years old, and we wasn't born yet, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't actually, know all that, but I was. Oh, actually, all that's wrong, and, and we're older than you, James, I have to tell you. But yeah, here's a great interview with the drummer for the Guess Who, Gary Peterson. Well, I can hide silent footsteps crowding me, sudden darkness, but I can see. Backstage, actually in a backstage trailer, which Gary calls it his home, right, Gary? Yes, we do this every day and every night. Now, we're backstage talking with Gary Peterson of the Guess Who, one of the main original members of the Guess Who, and the fabulous drummer, by the way. Thank you. It's been a privilege. And it's been many, many years that you've been out there on the road. How many shows have y'all done? Well, I've done 48 years in this band, I guess, now. 48 oh, 48 years. 48 or 49. It's one what, 65 was it or what? When did you start 62. off? 62. 62 is when you started. Been about what, 14, 15 when you got no, I'm 65 up. now. Oh, really? Isn't there a story behind the name of the Guess Who? No, it was just a promotional gimmick. Yeah, uh, talk, talk about that promotional well, gimmick. George Struth, who was the uh, president of Quality Records, when we uh, had Shaken All Over come out in the United States on Scepter Records. It was the time of the British boom, and, and they didn't think that there would be any radio stations that would want to play a Canadian band. So they just put Guess Who? question mark on the label and let imaginations think it might be an English band. 
Because the British invasion was coming over to that. Well, time. it was here. It was oh, here. it was here already. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 1965, it was in full swing. And so uh, disc jockeys started saying, and now here's Shaken All Over by the Guess Who. Yeah, and, and so everybody was like, oh, well, there was no the point, secret band. It was no, there was no point in coming out and telling them on the next record that the real name of the band was Chad Allen and the Expressions. What, you know, what <laughs> point would there be to that at that point? The brand was done. <laughs> How many records have you guys sold? I have no idea. I mean, millions you'd have to phone, millions. You'd have to phone Sony BMG slash RCA slash whoever. whoever they are now. Question mark, squiggly line. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, are there any particular crowds you prefer? A large venue, a small venue, an intimate club? Is there any particular preference you guys have you to know, play from? With crowds, if they're really enjoying themselves, that's the crowd you want. I mean, that's why we go on stage, to entertain people. And so... If they're being entertained and they can show that, it becomes a, a bond between the band on stage and the crowd. That's the idea. Where you get that is sometimes it'll be around a little lake like this. Sometimes it'll be in a small club. You don't know. It's magic. Well, through the years, though, is there a particular favorite show that you've played? Oh, that stands know, out in your mind? No, that's almost impossible. Uh, 49 years. We've played so many, so many great places. But most of them, and all of them, are either in Canada or in the United States, so that's as close as I can go. How many shows do you perform a year right now? Probably an average of 50. 50 or so? Yeah. Do you ever go overseas anymore? We never really played overseas. Really? We did promotion tours over there. American Women was probably, in Europe, definitely was one of the only hit records we ever had. Oh, okay. Which is an odd thing, but it's hard to play a show based on one song. Well, speaking of American Woman, what did you think when Lenny Kravitz recorded it? My first reaction was, how do you take a one-chord song in E, and what are you going to do with it to change it a little bit? And what he did was modulate up and down, which was kind of good. I thought he did a great job of bringing, you know, playing it in, in his era, in a new era. It was hard to get, yeah, it was hard to get, to get used to it at first, but... After listening to it over and over again and forgetting our version, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I don't see a big difference. I mean, he just put more guitar in it. No, and it's got the the, the rhythm is, is moderately different. It's more of a modern hip hop kind of rhythm, you know, which brings it forward in time. So he did a did a good thing. Added added vocal harmony. Did y'all know he was going to record it before you heard it, or the publishing company let us know that that it was being done? We kind of knew once it was already done. And, and almost out already that, that it was happening. Did it help your popularity after it came out? No, I don't know. I, I can't answer that question because it was such a big song for us already, a yeah, number, a number right. one record, and a double-sided hit record. Hmm. Both both sides, American Woman and No Sugar Tonight, both charted number one. One it's of only, five bands, well, is Well, four or four? five, yeah. I, I don't know, I don't think Credence ever did it, but I know Elvis did it, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, and us quite lofty i mean we're i'm honored and, and i know the band is honored but uh, in no way I, I don't know that we deserve to be but just for that one little thing that's kind of nice you know to be to be up with them well, you've had such different band configurations over the years do you still do you still maintain touch do you and randy or no or, or no. anybody to keep it's, up with it's each very other? difficult they're quite reclusive guys i tried for a long time to to keep in touch and you got to have interests on both sides. You can't have interest on only one side, and I'll yeah, I'll leave it at that. There are there are still issues between oh. the members of the band, unfortunately. But I, as I say, just to, to put it in a capsule, is that 
greed and ego are what caused the breakup of the Guess Who, and that's not uncommon in many bands. Well, that's pretty much the norm, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Everybody, I'm a little bit better it's a, than It's a is. shame, and I should get paid more. God bless everybody, and everybody should be healthy and happy and successful. But, Who are your personal influences to oh, get into music? Oh, God, it's, you know, from jazz. I started playing in 1947. There was no rock and roll. Primarily so big jazz. band, uh, you know, uh, was jazz was my, my thing. And then, I mean, there, I like good music, and, and there's so much of that in every genre. I'm with you. I mean, it's like saying to me, who's your favorite football player? I mean, right. who would you name? There's so, many, so much to tell. Who's your favorite guitar player? Who's your favorite drummer? My, where do you start? I don't yeah. know where to start. But everybody has influenced me. From, from country, I played with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. I played with Frillin Husky when I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. And you know who that is down yeah. here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Simon Crum. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I played with the Andrews Sisters, the Ames Brothers, the Four Lads. My musical roots go very, very deep. But at the same time, when I met Randy Bachman and I started playing with guys my own age, rock and roll and pop music became my life. Well, what's your take on, say, the newer artists and how they come into the business versus, like you say, guys... You grew up together. You decided, hey, guys, let's get So did they. I mean, it's no different, really. I mean, their youth's job is to rebel. Youth doesn't like what's happening. Never has, never will, until they grow up and fit in the reality of the world. We went through the same thing. That's why pop music has had such a tough time growing old, because there were no old poppers before the original guys that started it, you know. Is there someone that you would like to collaborate with dead or live who would you like to oh my God. perform with well that's why we recorded lucille i always wanted to play on that record so we recorded it it's recorded it'll be available for download very shortly oh cool yeah. so that that's actually part of your set and that's just part of your no no that's part of the set oh, yeah cool. yeah that's right after american woman we come back and Derek goes on piano and because st- he plays guitar for all of the night right and he comes on and sings lucille which is kind of well that's great because we've heard a lot of bands of sound checking and we playing other bands stuff no this is for real for real <laughs> cool. I like yeah. that. you'll hear that tonight yeah, sometimes we go to San yeah, I mean, you hear all kinds of I'd stuff. I'd like to collaborate with everybody. You know? yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, how how could you know? Anybody wanna... special though that stands oh, out in your mind? Gee, I don't know. As a band, I mean, I mean, that, uh, it's another question that I'd have to think and think and think and think because I I wouldn't say one group or one writer or one artist. You know, there's I like Vince Gill for God's sake. Yeah. I'd love to do something with him. Michael Bublé from Canada. Oh yeah. Oh man, I listen to his stuff. He's just his band and him, they just blow me away. You know, I just go, wow. Well, that's a crying shame. You should have been down during CMA Fest. There. In Nashville. Yeah. In Nashville. You would have... Well, I'm not that far from Nashville. I live in Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've the... driven that many times. Yeah. I was going to ask you what it yeah, was home in... nowadays. Greensboro. I live in Greensboro, North Carolina, yeah. I'm an adopted son of the South. <laughs> Welcome to the United States you know, of America. You know, when, when, when I had surgery, and now that I call it tater cuff surgery, you know that I'm from the South. <laughs> Just the word tater. Uh, I think, I think you don't got... say rotator. You see, we. I say to my uh, doctors, well, I need another tater cuff. Oh, my. <laughs> Is that just from your, yeah, your, have, all the I've years of two, playing? Since October, I've had two operations, and I need another one on my thumb oh. this November because it's bone on bone. Oh. So. I may not make it through the night. No, I'll make oh. it. <laughs> Take them up and put them out, Coach. There you go. Yeah. Can yeah. you think of a crazy experience that you've witnessed while you're performing on stage, like it happened out in the crowd or happened to you guys, or any embarrassments that you've had yourself? You know, not anything that's not in the normal course of human endeavor. You know what I mean? We got sick on stage, you know, had oh, to run. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, 
I passed out on stage with uh, German measles or chicken pox one, one time, you know, and they had to carry me home and guys finished. I mean, that's just, but that's what happens to everybody. That's a know? crazy experience. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, yeah, but guys do that at work. Accountant could do that at work. That's true. You know, I mean, well, I've done yeah. that. So that's uh, why I say it's all, anything for the, for the listeners out there and, and the readers, anything that's within the scope of human endeavor is possible, even in a band. So anything you can imagine that can happen has happened. What are you thankful for in your life? I'm thankful for my talent, which, which is given to me by God, I believe. I'm thankful that uh, we've had the success and been able to be accepted by our fans and audience and the fact that we can come out and make people feel good. I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful that we're still here being able to do it on a level of, of professional level. Personal level, I'm thankful for all my family and, and my mother and father are dead. My father just died uh, mm. last year, this year rather, mm. at the beginning of this year. But it's life. Again, it's, it's human life and we all go through it. We all will go through it. It's how you handle it and how you deal with it is, is the differences between people. Gary Peterson of The Guess Who, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. You're welcome. Before you going back to the hotel and all that. Yeah, the guys are waiting. So. I appreciate the time. Very much. Thank you, Gary. Gary was super nice to us and he didn't mind talking to us about anything we wanted to talk about. I love that. You know, I really liked about him. He left us in the trailer alone. We got out a lot of stuff before anybody saw it. <laughs> now, people are going to hear this and you're going to say, Yeah, Brian, what did you take? I'm going to send you a bill. Uh, well, stuff came up missing in that trailer and that guy from that show. Yeah. He did it. I'll tell you what came missing is three bottles of water because we, it was hot that day. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then uh, we were ready to uh, drink some ice cold water. Thank you very much for the, uh, the ice cold water. Guess who? And let, let me say, whoever supplied uh, the ice chest for Gary, uh, you weren't supposed to have sugar-filled drinks in it, man. Oh, yeah. That's what he said, wasn't it? That's right. Get it straight next time. Yeah. Now coming up is uh, one of our favorite bands, Grand Funk Railroad, with one of the best guitarists, guitarist extraordinaire, Bruce Kulick. Who was a member of KISS, who has played with Meatloaf, who has played with Eric Singer. And the ESP, the Eric Singer yeah, Project. And Eric Singer Project. And he played with them with Kiss. <laughs> and, and currently has a new CD out, BK3. Yes, and BK3, if you like a uh, little hard rock, you'll love BK3. Not only because of Bruce and his performances, but he's got a lot of guests on it. Oh, yeah, and you'll recognize the names, trust me. Yes, uh, from Gene Simmons to... Uh, Doug Figer, who we lost recently. To Steve Lukather of uh, Toto. Yeah, and then we also have uh, John Karabi, who actually uh, was performing on one. And Bruce doing several of his on his own, too. And uh, Gene Simmons' son, Nick Simmons. Yeah, yeah, he was in there, too. Here's a good interview with Bruce Kulick.
Bruce. Hello, yes. Okay. How are you doing, man? I'm good. You're awful busy nowadays, aren't you? Of course. Where is home for you nowadays? I live in Los Angeles. I've been there since uh, 86, really. It was easy. Gene kind of already was living, you know, wanted to do the Hollywood and rock and roll thing, so he told me, why don't you come out here? So he wasn't twisting my arm too hard, you know, for that. You've been awful busy here lately. you got a uh, solo album out. Mm-hmm. You've been with Grand Funk here for I don't know how many years. It's ten years now. Ten years. Yep. And you've been... Time flies. Uh, you've been playing a lot with uh, Eric Singer at ESP? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't do anything this year yet because... Uh, Really, Kiss got very busy, which is great. You know, yeah. I'm, re- I'm real happy that the guys got out there with a new record and all. But uh, last year we did three weeks in Europe, which was real exciting, and we hope to go back, of course. I mean, that's just something to fill in when you know in the months when Grand Funk's not busy, and it's a fun band. We just cover everybody's songs, stuff we like, and you know, obviously our own history. So it's, it's good, and it's great for me to play with Eric. I think the fans get a treat out of that, of course. And I like Chuck, too. Yeah, Chuck, and Chuck does a great job. Chuck yeah. Garrett's one of our big yep. fans, and we love yep. to talk to Chuck. And I know John's getting out there now to do some solo dates, finally. I, I wish he had a new record with it, but at least he's getting out there, because he hasn't really toured in a while. So Did you have a lot of dates as a solo artist when you released your CD? I was kind of shy about trying to do anything, because I knew that Graham Funk was going to get busy. Right. I can always do them, you know, when the time's right. It's not like i got to come out and do dates right after the record came out. Because I, I look at the album as it will be there forever, you know. And I believe in the record enough that it's took me to that next level, so the fans will be there when I'm ready to get out there. And we're talking about the new CD. is BK3. Right. It's your third one? It's technically, yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to keep a simple title, but yeah. technically it's my third solo release. I thought that was catchy. The great thing about this record is that, you know, I had so many great guests and I took my time and I wanted to make the best record I could. It's something I'm proud of. Uh, doing a lot of BK solo work after Grand Funk finishes up this? You know, it all depends on what's going to come in. Right now we're real busy f- through the summer and uh, probably some of the fall. Maybe in the winter I'll be able to do some stuff, you know. I mean, and sometimes it's even more lucrative for me to go overseas, South America or or Europe, or even um, Australia. Well, you've played with a lot of people. Is it true that you played with Meatloaf? Yes, the first Bad Out of Hell tour. Yeah, that was back in 78 and 79. There's a video of that out now, because he put out a live TV show from Germany. It's not great quality, but you can see Bob and I, my brother, is also on guitar. So, And if you buy um, any of the remastered, re-released Bad Out of Hells have uh, two live songs from 78. That's my brother and I. I'm on the left, he's on the right. Well, we were going to ask, well, what's Bob up to right now? He's still producing and he's busy. He's still got a studio in L.A. and He's always involved with some projects going on. Now let me ask you this. Since you played with KISS, you still do KISS Expos, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a few this year that I was able to do. There's a little less of them because it's hard for them to happen when the band is going to tour a lot, to be honest with you. They're easily more... Uh, attended and booked by the promoters when Kiss isn't really as active. But I did a, a Cleveland one that went really well. There was another one not that long ago, but I did two of them within a few months apart that that went very well. You so know. you perform? Oh, Philadelphia. I'm sorry. No, I don't really need to. You know, I mean, I hang out and take the pictures, and sometimes I'll jam with the tribute band. But uh, they're just happy. I do a good Q and A, and you know, it's a nice way to meet the fans. You, do you know? sell any of your material at those expos? Yeah, yeah. It's a great opportunity for them to. I usually do really great with the CDs and stuff because I'm able to hype it or if they bought it on iTunes they realize how good the packaging is and now they got to get it so yeah and, and photos you know it, it's it's always a good day for me and it's an, it's an easy way for people to go home with some stuff from me walk away without having you we got a copy here we want to sign sure no problem what if Kiss was to call you and say Bruce we want you back in the band what would you say 
Well, look, I, I would consider things, because I, I do miss being with Kiss, but they're fine with Tommy, you know, and Tommy does a good ace. That's the one thing that I don't have an issue with is the fact that they really needed Tommy to be, like, the spaceman, you know, and I have my own identity. I really feel like I've represented the years of the band without the makeup, you know, and, that, and it is a fertile time for Kiss, except they don't mind it too much, but that's because they prefer the makeup era. So in that way, I don't miss not being in the band, if you get what I'm saying. You don't know they have to dye your hair. you got dark hair already. It's dark. It's dark. So. <laughs> Probably have to have a, a giant kiss wig on, that's all. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Out of all the songs that you do with Grand Funk and all the songs you've done with Kiss, uh, what's some of your favorite to play? Well, I love Inside Looking Out, which is oh, a big big jam song that Grand Funk yeah, does. Yeah, you shine in that song. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I love all the tunes in our set. You know, from, from Kiss, God Gave Rock and Roll to You was oh, fun. And, yes. But I even love some of the vintage stuff, like Watching You. And, uh, you know, I get tired of stuff like Love Gun, even though, you know, I didn't mind playing anything. But, you know, certain things are, you know, had to be in the set every year, so you get a little tired of those. But... But a lot of the revenge stuff was great, and then even Hot in the Shade, we did a couple of really cool things in that set. So, were you able to do much writing when you were with Kiss, or did they pretty much control all of that? Well, I had co-writes. I did. It, it was always a bit of a challenge because Gene and Paul are very competitive, and they want as much as they can do. Yeah. And and you know they weren't afraid to go with other co-writers too. Some some people that are pretty famous, like a Desmond Child, you know. But I, I can't really complain because uh, on almost every record I, I wound up with a co-write, so it's always a nice thing for me, of course. Well, the good thing about your solo allows you to explore anything you wish to explore rather than it, some somebody else wants you to take care of. Yeah, and Gene actually, like co-writing with Gene and, and having him perform on my record, he understood that too. You know, he knew it was my dime and my record and... So as much as I obviously wanted to please him because I respect him and he's he's a superstar, you know. I certainly you also play with Nick on your CD. Yeah, and then he kind of offered Nick Simmons, which uh, you know a lot of people know him from the show. But you know that was smart of Gene because uh, it would be a good opportunity for Gene to have him exposed to working with some professionals being in the studio with me and all and i'm really proud of what nick came up with you know with, with the lyrics and his performance on that song so i really can't really can't complain uh it was actually really good but most important though in kiss you know gene and paul are going to run the show if it's my record i get to run the show so that was kind of liberating i didn't have to have them approve the mix let's say you know but you also said you respect what others think too oh no I, yeah i wanted all of my guest artists to be really happy and all of them were thrilled and fortunately Doug Figer, who we lost back oh, in February, yeah. Yeah. he heard the record, he saw the record, he had the record before he passed away, so I was really, really pleased about and that. And that's a great song with him, by the way. Yeah, he really nailed that one, and uh, I'm just really happy that I, it might have been his like last real performance, too. What about uh, some of your favorite songs on uh, BK3? Well, I love them all. I mean, I think the song with John is very, very strong, No Friend of Mine. That's kind of like the best of Karabi and I. But I have to say that, like, uh, you know, some of the stuff is kind of personal to me. Like, I'll survive yes. because, you know, it dealt with such a heavy thing with me getting shot and all, which is pretty weird. Which but, I had forgotten you know, about until yeah. you just now mentioned. Right. What happened on that? So, well, it's just some guy shooting a gun on Sunset You were leaving a club in L.A. or yeah, something? Yeah, I, I, I never even saw the guy or anything. It's just all of a sudden, ouch, you know, what was that? And fortunately, I was very, very, very fortunate because I could have been killed or something. But that song just both sonically and lyrically and the whole thing, it really came out the way I envisioned it, so I was very proud of that. 
I didn't realize that was a true story till now. Oh no, yeah. Well, I've yeah. forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 2003. Oh, oh and by the way, Fate. I love how that CD right. just starts off Good. with Fate. That is yeah, awesome. Well, I needed to come out with a tune that was going to be like, I mean business, okay? <laughs> Attention grabber. Exactly. Well, I know you're busy. You got to yeah, get on get stage. Yeah, and yep. thank you so much, Bruce, for no taking problem. the time and talk to okay. us. And, and make sure you again. promote Kulik.net. There you go. There you go. And that's got all the links to Facebook and everything else, you know. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> all right, have a good one. You try so hard to see what lies ahead. How could I know that I would face death? As hard as they try, no, I'll survive. I'll survive. Thank you, Bruce, for taking the time out to talk to us right before Grand Funk Railroad takes the stage out here. That's right, And man. Uh, as we thank everybody for taking the time out to talk to us, Kenny, thank you, Bruce, thank you, and also Gary, thank you. Oh, one thing. Remember, I have a book for sale. It's all about our experiences. It's all about you getting money, ain't it, huh? No, okay. it's about us getting money. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Is that different? That's different, man. <laughs> Okay. Get on to concertblast.com. You'll see a link to uh, my book, and you will also see Facebook and our Twitter and all the information there. You can reach us on the internet. Send us an email at concertblast at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you think of the show. And until next time, this is Mike signing off. James Downing. And this is Brian Hasbro signing off. Thank you. I want to <laughs> thank you for letting me be myself. Again, I get the bow. <laughs> you get the low, bro. How low can you go?